How on earth are you supposed to buy a home with mountains of student loan debt? Is there any way to buy when you're saddled with that huge monkey on your back? Well, today you're going to get the answers and they might surprise you. We're also going to unravel the mystery of the very enticing physician's loan. Play the music. everybody it's your favorite type of podcast the one where other people talk instead of me i say that every time but i have been hearing a lot of from you guys that uh you love hearing from the podcast listeners who figure this out so uh john reached out to me last year and now john and richard have a house yay (laughs) how are you guys doing oh man we're doing great busy (laughs) yeah very busy busy now are you in the home right now we yes. are. Yeah. Congratulations. We're currently living in our basement. <laughs> are you refinishing while you're doing things? Yeah. We we lucked out. We found a house with a mostly finished basement. So we were able to kind of move into the basement and while we redo a lot of the upstairs. I, you are either my second, at least my second, if not my third or fourth uh, interview. Not just people, you know, the hundreds of people who have done it, but interview who did that as, you know, it's not a full house hack, but I call it a house hack because people look upstairs and go, ew, gross, what am I going to do? And (laughs) so there you go. Okay, what's your, uh, we always start with the biggest tip because nobody cares about your story until they get the reason they came here in the first place. Um, (laughs) So what's your your biggest tip to give people? Although you already gave a great one, the basement house hack. So... Do you have any other things that were really instrumental along the the process for you? You know, for me, uh, at least for for my half of this, I guess it was really our our lender. Our lender was such a huge, huge part of everything from first and foremost, making us realize that, oh, we can afford to do this. Um, and just kind of setting up a plan and and just like making this dream so much more real and so much more realizable. Um, and it it was just like, yeah, I don't know. And then the whole way through the process, she was always available to answer all of our questions through texts, through phone calls. And so it was just like, get yourself a really good lender, please, because they are going to really make or break this for you. That is, is such wonderful advice. And I'm so glad it's, I say this all the time. It's like when you have a really good teacher and you go home and you tell your parents something and the parents are like, I've been telling you that for 12 years, but it's like, <laughs> you know, hearing it from somebody else. Um, so uh, I know that you, you got in with us and, and you got with one of our unicorn realtors. Did you research lenders on your own or did your unicorn realtor help give you a few lenders so it was our realtor that uh introduced us to our lender and yeah the rest is history i felt really comfortable with them and then once we met with her i felt super comfortable with her too and like i just felt very catered to the whole time as a first-time home buyer i felt like my hand was held through the whole process wow that is high praise 
you know, that'll give me a great little moment to have a little commercial. Um, I was just writing down handheld because uh, that's <laughs> something I want to remember. Um, when you go to an online lender, when uh, other buyers out there go to something else, it, it's it's very difficult as a realtor who who tries to stay you know humble and graceful in the process. I had an interview with someone and she goes, the, the buyer said, the minute I realized that the lender was getting their bread buttered from the realtor, that's when I knew, okay, I get it. I get it. So <laughs> for you, the reason you get that handholding is that, that your unicorn Brian out there has people that, that, that he's had a, an opportunity to work with. And, mm-hmm. you know, if someone comes to me first, I get to tell them, hey, here's two or three people I know that are good. And they, they'll tell me, what about this one? What about that one? I'm like, I don't know them. And they could suck. And what they quote right. you today might not be what it is later. Okay. Um, the next big thing I wanted to ask you guys about. So which one of you had the $300,000 in debt? <laughs> Who was that, that is me. That, that, that was me. Not Richard. That's you, John. So now yeah. this is fun. I can say, John, so you're the responsible, or I could say, Richard, you're the responsible one in the relationship. But I, we, <laughs> we I was going to say debt is a team sport. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So, so we, now I was joking, obviously student loans. I mean, the headline for this podcast is John came to me and said, I have $300,000 in student loans. What can I do? And then yeah. you and Richard talked to, Brian the unicorn, who talked to the lender, who then gave you what you said it yourself. Suddenly you went, oh, wait, I can? Because right. it, it seems insurmountable. What was the, I mean, what was the process about that? How on earth did you get approved for a loan? You know, I'm not even talking about Richard. I don't even want to know what his credit cards are. <laughs> How did you get into this? Yeah. So, you know, I'm a primary care doctor. So I... I'm a family medicine physician, um, and so I, you know, I, I will say that I do have a good income monthly and a good cash flow. Uh, it just, I just still wasn't sure if that was enough. You know, I, I'm, I'm on the lower end of pay for doctors. I'm not like a brain surgeon or uh, a spine surgeon, anything like that. But still, and the other thing was our market that we're in here in Northern Nevada is just not super buyer friendly and it's still super expensive. I don't know if it's because we're so close to California or like Tahoe or all the above, but yeah, so we still weren't sure if we could afford a house in our price range, what what that would get us, what we'd be approved for. Um, so we talked with Kathy, who was our lender. She was amazing. She kind of just went through, pulled our credit. That was kind of one of the first things too. It was like, oh gosh, should I let her pull my credit? And What's that going to do? And then I heard one of your podcasts like soon after that. And it was like, just do it. Let them pull your credit. You want to do it as early as possible. That way it it doesn't affect your it, your stuff later on. And you want to know everything on there as early as possible. Um, so yeah, we, we said, let's, let's go ahead. Let's pull the credit. Let's see what we got. And she kind of asked us what our you know monthly minimums were on the stuff that was on my credit report. And we handed over all the documents and bank statements, 401k stuff, uh, just everything, savings and stuff so that we could get it all going. And I've done my own research, quote unquote. And so I thought I had a handle or knew 
going in like, oh, okay, like this is what I can expect. And it, it just turned out to be not nearly enough compared to what she brought to the table. And, you know, it's very hypocritical because me as a primary care doctor hate when patients come in with their WebMD Google search stuff. And so it's like, I was doing the exact same thing. Um, but she was wonderful, answered all my questions, corrected a lot of my misconceptions. And I thought, oh, a physician loan would be best for us because of my student loans. Um, so I brought that up to her and she showed us and ran the numbers and the it, it really kind of depended on what kind of house we wanted to get. And really the interest rates were still better with an FHA loan or even the regular conventional as opposed to a physician mortgage for, for our situation, um, which was crazy to me. But she showed us the numbers. She showed us everything, very transparent. Yeah. And so it was, she was like, look, here you go. This is what you know it's going to look like for you. And I was like, wow, okay. Um, that just difference in rate made all the difference even with or without PMI. And I was like, okay, that, that was, we were so scared of, oh, I don't want to pay PMI. So let's do a physician mortgage. But here we are. <laughs> I have, I, I, now for, for those of you who are in it and understand, uh, rewind because I, I have this conversation all the time. So, and, and for those of you who are not in it and maybe newer to the process or have never heard about this, let me tell you a few things out there that, that can work but in the current environment are too good to be true. Physicians loans, hometown heroes loans. That's one for doc, uh, for, for policemen, firemen, and, and teachers. First time buyer grants. Everybody, and I love the fact that, that someone is out there selling that because it's one of the reasons why you probably researched and found my podcast. <laughs> and then I was able to say, Yes, great program, but it it truly has a season, like within a decade. And mm. right now, there are programs where it, it's just it's too difficult to loan, and it's it's constantly changing. It was a great idea, just like you know Biden's you know helper he was going to give people was a great idea, but mm -hmm. you know when you're in that right situation, sometimes, like you said. Oh, gosh, the WebMD piece, I can't, I can't, <laughs> I, I, I just cannot wait to, to clip that piece out and share that with everybody, you know, <laughs> on, my, on my show, I say, and again, I say this humbly because I do not think what I do is a heart surgeon, but do you learn how to do the entire surgery or do you just hire a really good person? Right. <laughs> <laughs> so, but I still have to do, I'm almost at 200 episodes because people still call me and want to know, what do I do with the home inspection? I'm like, well, you should ask your really good realtor that you hired what you do. And then they go, yeah. okay, but fine. But what do I do? <laughs> okay, WebMD, <laughs> here you go. <laughs> yeah. yeah. That's, that, that is such enlightening information to me that, that this is, I mean, the bullet points of your guys' story is incredible. You come in with, a gigantic student loan. The news is telling us this is why you can't buy a house. And if you do the research on your own and you don't talk to that local pro, it's the expertise of the options, of the creativity. If right. you just went online, you would have been like, my student loans are going to hold me back. I have to save up 20% to avoid PMI and I'm going to use a physician's loan. That makes mm -hmm. sense. Mm -hmm. Cool. But now you're renting for three more years. 
So, yeah. you know. Exactly. So, Richard, what was your situation? Were you on the loan or were you just the person who wasn't on the loan but actually made all the decisions? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's about sounds closer to what happened. Um, I'm not on the loan. John is. Um, but I am on the title, and that's what counts, right? <laughs> Heck yeah. Heck yeah. yeah. <laughs> the doctor's but, on, the doctor's paying, but you're on it. Yeah. So yeah. <laughs> that's, well, I'm super excited, first of all, that you can be on title now. Thank you very much, having a decent yeah. state. Yeah. So um, that's right. wonderful. <laughs> um, what, were, what were your thoughts going through the process? Uh, what were you looking for um, with the home? Were you looking for a step up, Richard, or were you looking at this as we're going to do this together as as just an investment and and you know the the dirty c word making compromises? <laughs> yeah, right. So it was so funny because I never really even envisioned us getting to this point. Um, it was really all this guy right here. He really kind of planted the seed, and you know, it kind of started off as amusing, like, oh, what if we, you know, bought a house and Airbnb it and you know got some cash flow and I kind of just, I wasn't into, I wasn't into the idea in the beginning, but you know, he did his homework and he really (laughs) sold the idea and the vision to me. And Mm. yeah, I mean, we ran with it and that's why we're here. Yeah. We definitely started out with, well, our whole vision changed so many times throughout this process. That's the other thing too. We thought we weren't walking here like, Oh, we're going to find a fourplex. We're going to do this. We're going to do a multifamily. Uh, and then inventory, that's the biggest thing you've been telling us about this whole year, past year and a half that I've been listening. And there was like one or two fourplexes that kind of might've worked, but they just weren't in a great condition and we didn't want to deal with that. (laughs) And so we changed our mind and we're like, Oh, maybe a duplex. And then even that still didn't get us in either our preferred location or with respect to my commute for work or just all the other factors as well and um, prospects for, you know, the the value going up. There's a word for that. I'm forgetting it already. Appreciation. Appreciation. There you go. Yes. You have it. <laughs> Anyways. And so we then changed again. We're like, well, let's just find a house that has house hacking potential. And then we can either get some long-term tenants or do an Airbnb. Um, So we made sure to find a, you know, we didn't want an HOA and it came down to really a resale in an older, well-established good neighborhood with no HOA or a, a new build that, I mean, everything was ready to go. It was one of these new, what they call a next-gen property. Like, oh yeah, it has the the mother-in-law suite already built in, and in it, they're all new-build communities. They have an HOA and all that stuff. And you know, we just kind of really, really loved the the established neighborhood. We loved the view. Uh, that was the biggest part too. The location and the views that came with it were just and the lot size <laughs> compared to new-build neighborhoods lot sizes and so yeah we i we ended up in a house that i kind of had discounted at first because it was not the duplex or not the fourplex or not you know all those other check boxes that i thought i wanted and then it kind of came down to it and well 
here we are. <laughs> it was John's like fourth pick, but it was my first. So. Yeah, yeah, for real. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, I, I have to reiterate these because you brought up like two gigantic takeaways. Number one, in your partnership, if you are doing a partnership purchase, understand each other's strengths. I've talked about this in other podcasts, but you know, being able to understand your role and and going, okay, uh, research, you go, research daddy, and I'll be over here, and I'm going to get look at the things that matter to me, um, you know, and then being able to bring those both in and both communicating that to your team, so important. But this house hacking thing, okay, this is huge. You, you, your original, I found your original uh, little questionnaire when you reached out to me. It was, <laughs> want a house hack? I want a fourplex, uh, but my loan's in the way. But I think with the physician's loan, I can get past that. Yeah. This is what's awesome. Uh, how much of those do we do? None. <laughs> <laughs> but it was be- exactly. it was because you found the creativity to figure it out. I mean, I, I, I'm I'm really I, I'm very impressed. You brought up a real good fact that I would like to share with everyone. So I'm just going to talk about how great you are for a second. New builds versus resales, lot size and view. You will get an older home. The new build place, sure, it's new. Sure, it's beautiful. Your lot sizes are going to be smaller because the builders are greedy now and they want to put less amount of homes on that one big lot that they bought. And they're also going to put them closer together. So what you did, this is amazing what you guys did. You, you, you had the house hack idea. Inventory screwed you on that. Then you dropped a duplex. Inventory screwed you on that. Mm-hmm. But this is such a smarter house hack because if you decide to Airbnb this place, what do people Airbnb for? Fun, views, yard, right. playing. Your new build is more like if a corporate guy was flying into town for three days and just wanted to stay at a nice hotel. Mm-hmm. You guys are giving people more of a mini Disneyland. And they, That's you know, true. they get to experience what it is. So, by but what's funny is when you talked about it, I feel like, am I right? Did you emotionally just more lean towards this for where you were going to live as opposed to the investment of it? It did end up turning into that. Yeah. Yes. We just like fell in love with it and got more emotion put into it. True. When we were first looking at houses, a lot of them weren't what we wanted, but we kind of figured, okay, this is an asset. We will treat it as such. We will live here a year or two, do the work we need to, and then get out, go find something that we truly want. And so it was kind of nice to find something that we could emotionally invest in as well. You know, it makes it home, you know, still an asset, still something that, you know, you want to think of kind of with that business mindset, but yes, it's still home. And that's nice too. Yeah. Well, it, it is, I, I tell everyone, you can't listen to anyone online, you know, given a seminar, this is the best way to do it. Well, mm-hmm. if if you just have $10,000 and you're saying, where should I put this cash? That's one thing. Right, but right. the house has so many different emotions attached to it. But what's fun now is I can sit back as an outsider and go, ooh, and by the way, you have created, if you go away for a couple of weeks, you've created a better investment for an Airbnb than a new build, even though a new build's fancier. Because you mm-hmm. can sell the lot and the view and all the homey things that you like 
You know, there are people that yeah. love going on vacation and staying at some place that feels like home. Inadvertently, you still created an awesome house hack. <laughs> the other thing I I will say that really came into play too for me was the monthly payment, I guess, because I manage our finances. And in a new build, the tax payment just adds so much more money to the monthly mortgage payment that I, we realized that even though technically this house was a little more expensive than any of the new builds we saw because of its prime location, prime neighborhood, it was still a cheaper monthly payment because we didn't have the gigantic tax part of the mortgage there. Um, yeah. And that, that made a huge, a huge like game changer for us. So I was like, for sure going with the resale, like even though we had already fallen in love with it, then it was like, Numbers wise, it also makes sense to yes. And I, at the end of the day, it was easier to sleep with that as well. <laughs> yeah. It is. Th- there are a lot of times that people will be so concerned about like the roof or you know something major in a resale versus a new build. And I'll just do like, okay, well, you had an inspection, so pretty much everything's going to be good for a year. Let's take a look at the tax difference. Well, the tax difference might be seven or eight grand, mm-hmm. and that's okay. Well, if your water heater blows you still have enough money to pay for it and you wouldn't if you had the new build. So, you know, and they're like, well, it wouldn't blow with the new build. And I'm like, cool. So see how it evens out. (laughs) That was a big thing. I mean, there were so many nice things that came with the new build, a lot of peace of mind type things. Yes. Um, But at the end of the day, it was just not what we wanted. You know, sure. It's a new water heater, but we also couldn't justify, you know, making changes to the house because everything's so new, you know, and, you know, why sit with something that you really aren't? Didn't want. Didn't want, and also <laughs> just kind of didn't have the license, the the justification to change it out so soon, you know? Yeah. yeah, because you're either buying the one that they have done built, or you're buying it from scratch. And then by the time you leave what they call the design center, when you pick all the pieces you want, your $600,000 house is suddenly nine fifty. Yeah, because exactly. You're like, wait a minute. Oh, I must have really good taste. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Because it's basic without it. Um, this this story is unbelievable. There are so many, so many nuggets to share to everybody. I love the fact that even a doctor who deals with WebMD, I, <laughs> I remember there was an episode. I, I watched Scrubs. I was a junkie. And oh, yes. So good. There was an episode where the the uh the older guy who ran the place it was like back when uh what what were those called i had this little silver phone that was like a blackberry a trio and it had oh, a, um, a stick a stylus stick oh yeah like a P- pda or yeah 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 yeah. yeah like a palm pilot you think but yeah. there was a phone that had it too well the girl was sitting in the bed and the old doctor who runs the place comes over and she's on the internet with her little stylus like looking everything <laughs> up and he's like <laughs> but he he had to explain to somebody else that you know there's a reason I go to Cleveland you know once a month and have a a, a horrible steak dinner uh it's because like I graduated medical school school in 1984 and keeping up with what's new the internet mm-hmm. can't even keep up like i said first time home buyer grants are fantastic but they changed last week physicians mm-hmm. loans used to be the thing when this whole run up started all my you know preferred lenders that i know were like 
I'll talk to him. You know, I even had one guy who, because of that hometown hero thing, because it's such a cool thing, he -hmm. went, the loan doesn't work, so I'm just going to give them $2,000, and I'm calling it my hometown hero discount. Oh, wow. And, you know, because we wish all this stuff worked all the time, but it doesn't. But what's awesome is that even with, I mean, you are a persistent person that you reached out with that much of a debt. (laughs) And to understand, the very first thing you said at the beginning of the interview was, oh my gosh, get a great lender because I found out, holy crap, I can do this. Mm -hmm. It happened a lot sooner too. I went and kind of speak to that very quickly. Oh yeah. Because when we originally started thinking about buying a house, it was just like a twinkle in our eyes and we were kind of like, oh, we'll do it by summer 2023. And no kidding. Once, I thought end of 2023. Yeah, we. I was like, 20- let's let's reach out a year out, and we have a whole year. <laughs> and then you were under contract in two months. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Once we saw that we could do it, and I know, like, it's like you said, you can do it. It's like, wow, we can do this, and <laughs> we ran with it, and it was, it was yeah, a, it was a whirlwind, but we made it happen. Yeah. <laughs> the hardest thing for me to tell people is that. uh you did it and but i mean you guys scored like you closed in march and the market's going up now because yeah. you had the because you did the research first and then because you had the faith and the confidence and you know i i just got back from a big conference with all the unicorns and i did the math my unicorns are 0.03% of licensed agents in the that. whole country <laughs> and there's a reason why those people can say, okay, this is the law because they're studying. They understand, they know. And then they told you guys, don't be scared, fellas. We got you. Mm-hmm. And now you got in. I bet your place is worth quite a bit more right now. So yeah, it's not now, <laughs> it's not now wait till next month. Right. Because whatever two homes in your whole area are listed for sale right now are going to have 10 buyers each. So yeah, there are two homes in our neighborhood that are newly listed for sale and they are priced way higher than what we bought ours for. And I was just like, there's no way. (laughs) Wait and see, wait and see. It's going to, it's going to be a weird few years, but where you guys got in was a, was a really great place. Were there, were there any other, uh, you know, any other steps in the process that either surprised you or things that you would warn other people about or just let them know, hey, I thought the inspection, the home warranty, or this thing was going to be weird, or I thought looking for houses was going to be hard. Anything else you'd like to share with the folks? Um, I would definitely say that one of my guilty pleasures is just like watching reality TV from time to time. And I watch a lot of like reality TV real estate shows as well. I'm not going to name names, but... You know, and so I was talking to my realtor and I was like, oh, well, can't we just do like an escalation clause in case we like get outbid or something? Like, that's what I had seen on TV and like <laughs> it usually worked. <laughs> it is like, it is not the way it comes out on TV <laughs> with all of my suggestions. Um, yes. But yeah, so that was, that's one thing. I would say another thing I think is there's a lot of like hurry up but then a lot of like waiting. And so it just felt very much hurry up and wait, like hurry up and get all your documents in and get like your, your down payment like set and everything. But then it's like, 
once we got out to shopping for houses, putting in offers, and then you just had to wait. Then you were at the, like, you had to wait on the seller. You had to wait for them to accept. And we even tried to put, like, must respond by this day and time. And because of the inventory thing, like, they could still go past it, and we were still interested. (laughs) And so we were still waiting anyway. (laughs) It's It's very funny to me. People... Think to people outside who don't understand, if if in an offer I say you have to respond by Sunday night, and I'm trying to get them to get me offers before all those other open house people do. Uh If the if it passes, the contract doesn't light on fire. Um, They can still (laughs) call you on Tuesday and go, "Hey, remember? Are you still interested?" And you're like, "Yeah." (laughs) So. Uh, but I, I love it. It's a, it's another great one. The HGTV lies, um, right. it's TV yeah. show people. It is, yeah. it is yeah. what it is. And, but learning and learning and understanding and, uh, it is very much hurry up and wait. When right. you first reach out to us, you know, I'm going to say, here's unicorn Brian. He's going to say, here's unicorn Kathy. And then you guys are going to get all your paperwork together. And then you have to sit and wait till Saturday till open houses. But everyone's going to want to get all that done fast. And like you said, pull the credit, do everything. Imagine if you said, I want to wait to pull my credit. You want to miss this mm-hmm. house. Mm-hmm. Right. That's Wouldn't have all your paperwork together, you know? And then when you get the offer accepted, it's like seven to 10 days of fury. And then if you have a 30 day escrow, you're just waiting. Do you yes. know? Yes, exactly. <laughs> Isn't that the craziest? You like finish your inspection and then you just like, okay, we agree. We agree. You sign off. And then the lender goes, cool. I need uh, 16 more days to close the loan. And then you say, <laughs> what's my job? Nothing. Right. Like, should I start packing? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yes. Uh, uh, this is, this has been so insightful. Um, and I'm so happy for you guys. Um, uh, Thank you know, you. for, for numerous reasons. Um, and to answer your question, yeah, uh, you know, Reno's cute little city. People love it up there and the Tahoe LA thing. Um, but most of my first time buyers still have to pay more than you guys did in orange County. And I know yours wasn't yeah. cheap. So, yeah. but you're, you're on the way you're, you're, I'm so proud of what you have done and, this is so exciting <laughs> for both of you. Yeah. And I know a lot of people are going to learn a lot from this. So thank you guys very much for your time. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, David. John and Richard rock. All right, people, there was so much information in that one. Now my biggest takeaways. All right. Well, actually I have one huge one. The biggest takeaway that I have from John's John's specific story. John's a doctor. And he gets people coming to him every single day with information that they got from WebMD, trying to tell him what he should do to help them. Don't worry about all those years at medical school, 10 minutes online, and I know everything. Now, this guy deals with that every single day. And yet, when he went to go buy a home, he decided to start to educate himself. He listened to my podcast, the WebMD of resources for first-time home buyers, right? And then he listened for an entire year and a half because he wanted to get all the research he could 
And then he figured he would end up meeting with a real estate team. And because he'd done all the research, he would give them all of his plans. And they would probably end up doing just what he said, because after all, he did the research from a very trusted source. Turns out, after all the research that he did, just like his patients, armed with tons of bookmarked web pages, he got flipped upside down when he talked to an actual unicorn pro who could actually combine his individual goals with his unique individual buying power and use their expertise to come up with the best solution. Now, this is something that my podcast can't do. This is something that WebMD can't give you the best treatments and solutions without doing an actual personal physical inspection of all the details that you have with your unique situation. This is something that Google can't do nor can asking chat, GPT, or any other AI. You know, it's interesting. Do you know, uh, I'm listening to all these marketing people talk right now. Do you know what the big secret to getting correct answers from AI, and for that matter, uh, Google? Yeah, there's a bunch of people that are worried about losing their jobs. So what everyone is saying is it's not about AI replacing you. It's about knowing the specific questions that you, with your unique situation, should ask. And sometimes that's going to take a professional who understands all the pieces with what you're going through. Because most complicated situations, they're absolutely not one size fits all. And the experienced, been there, done that, in my case, unicorn professional, they know not only the answers to your questions, just like the AI does, but they also know the very precise questions to ask which will lead you as a team to the correct creative solutions and the answers that no AI, no Google, no WebMD search (laughs) is ever going to be able to show you. This is huge. I mean, if you're an over-researcher, and I've met quite a lot of you out there, I know you've been finding the answers for yourself your entire adult life. You've had the internet right there in your hand. But I'm begging you, please make sure that you get yourself a true advocate guide on your journey. Take it from our doctor who tried to WebMD himself. Now, he started out, he wanted to buy a fourplex or a duplex. And with the help of a professional, he found out that not only were there better economic house hacking options for him, but also there was a better loan for him than the physician's loan, which on paper, or I guess I should say on computer or phone screen, it looks like a program that cannot be beat. But that's what knowing how to ask the right questions will do for you. Gang, seriously, I've done what this is the 186th podcast. I've got over 40 different interviews with people who bought a home themselves. I've got thousands of videos and hours and hours of educational content. And I am very intentional in saying this right now that This is maybe one of the most important pieces of advice that I've ever given. If you over-research without the guidance of a pro, you could miss out. You could miss out on tens of hundreds of thousands of dollars, either in profit or in mistakes. You could have missed opportunities, or you could miss the right timing for you. I mean, hell, look at the last episode. Last ep- Just the last episode was Bryant, who thought his best plan was waiting six months till his lease ended. Makes sense, right? Now, Bryant is a very smart dude, and he was doing a lot of research on his own. All it took for him was one 
phone call to a unicorn to find out what he couldn't know just from research. And suddenly, once he had the correct information that was specific to him and his specific situation, suddenly he's breaking his lease and buying a home in five weeks, not six months. And it made so much sense for him and his situation that he ended up talking to his sister and she bought the home next door. I'm so passionate about this that, you know, this information right now, me, this my little rant right now, this should be its own podcast. It is that crucial. Gang, got 17 years in the game. And I know that when a first-time home buyer finds the right unicorn team and they buy a home, every single time they say the same thing. Wow, now that I know all of my options, man, I should have done this a year or two ago. Started putting money towards myself and my future instead of paying my freaking landlord. Well, homies, normally I would drop the mic right here because uh, I really mean what I just said. That information right there is, uh, if I do say so myself, uh, rather epic. And I truly hope for your own good that you digested it. But, uh, you know, I just want to highlight a few other things from John and Richard's story. Uh, One, always work with your partner when you're buying. Lean on each other's strengths. Two, open your mind if you want to house hack. Your area might not be the best fit for buying a fourplex or a duplex. And there are several other creative ways to house hack. Once again, that's going to depend on you and your own personal goals. Number three, this is a big one. This one can kind of be general. Uh, In general, new builds are cute and modern and super bougie, and we love them. But in the suburbs, resale homes will usually have more land, usually more square footage, and usually better views. Uh, Where are we at? Number four, I guess, uh, in this competitive market, get your mental health in order and be prepared to be beaten out beaten down, and let down in bidding wars. If you have the right representation battling for you, then perhaps your battle scores are going to be less than the rest. But even with the best, you better be ready to lose a few. There's way too many rhymes in that sentence. Anyway, that's uh, my rhyming sentence right there. I know it was a big truth bomb, but you know the drill. I'm not here to BS you. I'm going to tell you the truth. It's going to be hard. You're going to lose homes. But in the long run, this is the right thing to do. And it's going to be harder if you don't have the right team backing you up. Uh, Fifth thing he said that I want to talk to you about, don't settle for anything less than having your hand held. Unicorn love. Now, I know the phrase unicorn love sounds kind of perverted, but it's not. We learned from Jonathan and Richard, it's just holding hands. And finally, my favorite thing. Well, my second favorite thing, because my first thing was that whole rant. But one of my favorite things, HGTV lies. People. HGTV is lying to you. Reality shows, not reality. Everybody remember that. All right, homies, that's going to be it for today. Loyal homies out there, once again, I want to apologize to you for a little time lapse in posting the episodes, but there was a very good reason. Subscribe and stay tuned for some very exciting stuff coming in 2023. If you have any questions, go to howtobuyahome.com for all things dedicated to empowering you and starting our revolution. And gang, hang with me. I think the revolution's going to be getting bigger real soon as we fight against the corrupt real estate industry to make sure you get the information you need so that you can have a wonderful journey holding hands, skipping into rainbows. I got you. You got this. And of course, you can do this.